Ksuvas Perk Yud Gimel Mishnehei 13.5 and the third of the seventh issues that Admon took issue on. Uh, this one here is actually relevant to the topic of Ksuba. We're talking here about Haposek Maos Lechosno. A father-in-law makes a verbal commitment to provide a dowry to his future son-in-law. And based on that commitment, the son-in-law performs the Kedushin, they do Erison, they get the first stage of marriage done, which means, of course, that she continues to live at her father's house, but they're married now. So now, what's supposed to happen is the father-in-law should come through on his promise with the dowry and provide the funds, and they should get married, and she should move in with him. But, ufashat lo regel. Instead, the words literally mean, the father-in-law sticks out his leg towards the son-in-law. Now, what does that mean? Baratunah brings two pshatim. The first is um, one of severe... Um, deprecation, the father-in-law sticks his foot out and says, you know, you can get the dirt off my feet if you want. Uh, so in other words, the point is that he is um, refusing to provide the dowry that he promised. A second shot brought in the Bartunura is, he basically says, what do you want from me? I've got the money, you can hang me by my ankles. He gives his foot out to be hung by his ankles, if you will, um, but he's not paying the money. The Rambam learns the shot is he sticks out his leg to start running and keeps on running all the way to Chutzlar, so he runs away without paying his obligation. Whatever the case is, the point is, the father fails to fulfill his promise of the dowry which he gave to the future son-in-law. So, question, does the son-in-law still have to go through with the marriage? The answer is no, he doesn't. And in fact, says the Tanakama, both he's not forced to marry her and he's not even forced to divorce her. He can leave her, like in limbo, as an aguna, sort of held hostage. Teshev an Shiyal bin Rosha, says the Tanakama. She could sit there forever until her hair turns white. Now, the first of all, how in the world could this poor woman be stuck in this in this bind? It's not fair at all. So, for starters, the consensus of the Mepharshim is this is happening while the commitment to the son-in-law was made in her presence, and therefore, at least she is considered to be partially responsible. She agreed to this um, on some level. She was, you know, party to the agreement, so she's held on some level accountable. Um, still, we're trying to say, well, why can't he be forced to marry her? And then he'll subsequently like sue his father-in-law in Besden for the money. Remember, he's entitled to divorce this girl whenever he wants. No one's talking about that. The question is, can he sort of extort the father-in-law to pay the money um, by holding his daughter as hostage? So the Tanakama, oh, excuse me, one, one shot in the Rishonim is um, that he he um, he simply doesn't have the money. The father-in-law doesn't have the money, and therefore um, there's no way if he would if the son-in-law would marry the girl, who'd never get his money. Um, so he doesn't have to marry her. A second shot is even if the father-in-law does have the money, but let's say he made a verbal commitment, so therefore the son-in-law won't be able to get it in court from him, even though it's binding, a verbal commitment for marriage is binding, but not enough to get it out of court, get it out of him at court. So whatever the case is, says Tanakama, in such a scenario, since the girl was sort of party to this, um, she can sort of be held hostage um, until it gets resolved. On that, Admon Omer, Admon says no, she can say, listen, look, says the bride to her husband, right, the, the, the Arus, if I would have made the commitment myself, then so fine, then let me sit and wait till my hair turns gray. But, excuse me, listen, now it was my father who made the commitment about paying a dowry for me, not me. What do you want from me? What can I possibly do? Oh, Knos, either marry me, bring me into your house, as Nesua, 
Optor or plan B. If you don't want to marry me, that's your prerogative. But then release me by giving me a get and let me out of here. And Amra Ben Gamliel, Roa Anias Divrei Admon. Rabban Gamliel says he agrees with Admon that the woman cannot be held hostage. Either he has to marry her or give her a get and let her go. Now, um, the halacha is like Admon, uh, meaning that the girl can't be held hostage and she has to be released, um, even if she was present at the time that the father made the commitment. Um, because she can make this claim, what do you want? I'm doing my very best. What do you want from me? That's the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. Um, interestingly, the Ramah says if she has access to the money and she was present at the time it was committed, so then he can kind of hold out and say, listen, you have access to the money, so you have to deliver it if we're going to get married. Then he could could hold out on her. Um, at all events, everyone agrees if she's the one who made the commitment, so then she's held to it, assuming that she was a old enough, a gadola to be able to mechaim or something, herself, um, then he could he could hold out to marry because she promised it. She can't say, my father made the commitment, so she did. Um, but if she was a minor at the time, meaning less than bas mitzvah, so then um, the bezin will force him still to either marry her or give her a get, but he cannot keep her there as an aguna forever.